An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to you are listening to the And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The person we're about to interview is a guy that I'm a big fan of. We've all been big fans of on the show. I feel like when the uh the rebranding of NXT happened. It was very easy to see who you want to hit your wagons to. And uh, this man was one of those men. Carmelo Hayes, the yeah. number one contender. I see we're selling out the front row here. Okay, shout out to those <laughs> wrestling girls. Okay, see you over here. Yeah, get on, get on over here. Don't be, I don't know how reserved these are, but yeah, come, come hang. Let's make this cozy. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, make this yeah, a good yeah. experience. Um, Carmelo. Welcome to the Ring of Wrestling show. Yeah. Um, recovering from last night. Last night was a good night, right? Yeah, it was up at 8 in the morning, man. Ready to go. <laughs> of right. course, of course. Shout out to everybody who came out last yeah, night. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you have an, an incredible uh, night ahead of you tomorrow night. Yeah. In uh, the Crypto.com Arena. Right. Biggest match of your life. Yep. Most people you've ever competed in front of in a major city and market. You're going in. First NXT championship shot. And like I said before, when NXT 2.0 rebranded itself, or NXT rebranded itself, you were one of the people that a lot of people hitched their wagons to. Going back all that time, how long did you think it would take to get to this moment? An NXT title match, a main event, there's no dispute, there's no, uh, you know, uh, trying to steal the show. They're here to see you. How long did you think it would take you to get to this? 
Hey, I remember the first time I lost the title, the first North American title. I was like, I'm ready to go for that NAC title right now. <laughs> and then, you know, things happen and you get back in the picture and it's like, a, ah, it's not my time yet. It's not my time yet. But I needed to face all that adversity, man. Like, you know, that's what made me me, man. If you think about it, like I was talking about it earlier, you know, Braun, with all due respect, like his journey and his path was like that. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like that's going to be his downfall. Because, like, what I have on him is that, like like I just said, man, I faced so much adversity to get to this NXT title picture. You know, I had won a bunch of matches. I had lost a bunch of matches. I had won championships. I had lost championships. I had gained momentum. I had lost momentum. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in the conversation. Um, so, I mean, the fact that I'm finally at this point, it's like poetic justice, man. It's so earned. Uh, a lot of people are going to be like, hey, man, Melo, you deserve, you deserve. But it's like, it's not, no, no, I earned it. Yeah. You know, I really did. I came from the bottom of NXT, like you said, man, like from NXT 2.0. Like, I was on the same playing field as everybody else. Mm. And, and a, a big moment that kind of jump-started that was your debut. You go up against Adam Cole, and uh, there's a parallel with John Cena. <laughs> Ruthless aggression. Go up to the biggest dog in the yard, smack him in the face. And hey, let him know you him. I got so much crap for that, man. <laughs> They're like, he's so unoriginal. Why couldn't he come up with his own thing? I was like, y'all thought I wrote that? Y'all thought that if I had one thing to say, that's what I'm going to say? Yeah, yeah. But, but how, I mean, that's a pretty bold thing to do yeah. on your first night out. It's basically calling your, you're basically doing the Babe Ruth calling your shot in NXT. So did you feel like, even though you were getting crap for it, was it a good thing for you in the long run, or how did, did you feel like, damn, I might have given myself a little bit more of an obstacle to go through instead of the easy way, like kind of Braun, he said, what? Yeah, when it was presented to me, I remember thinking, I'm like, y'all really want me to say this? Like, <laughs> y'all know, like, this is not, you know, this is, this is John Cena's thing, man. Like, y'all want me to, and it was Hunter at the time. Yeah. It was Hunter who was giving me the okay on it. He's like, oh, yeah, we want to create, recreate a cool moment type of thing. And I didn't see what they saw yeah. in me yeah. at that point because I had no idea. You know, I was just happy to be freaking on the show. It was like, yeah, here we go. Like, I'm just got to prove myself. But, um, yeah, it was like now looking back on it, it's like the fact that they trusted me and the fact that they said, hey, man, like, we're going to give you that shot. Yeah. And we don't even know if you're going to deliver or not. And, and from that point on, it was like I just proved, I think, my worth. It's like, you know, you can, you can give me these moments and these opportunities and I'm going to make the most of them. When you talk about you know, them coming up with the storylines or, like, you know, setting stuff up like that. Uh-huh. I think one of the most interesting things about your match tomorrow is that it was a pretty minimal setup. There's not, we don't see that, there's not that many instances in this sport where someone just calls another guy into the ring and everybody who's watching says, yes, of course. <laughs> like, that's all that, all we need. Yeah, true, true. Well, how, how does that, did you, when you heard that's the way they were going to go, did, was there a part of you that was like, you sure you don't want me to, to hit him with a chair in the parking lot or something like that? Like, do we need a dreaded NXT parking lot? <laughs> it's dangerous out there, man. I parked down the street. Uh, no, nah, I'm playing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was waiting for the moment. I was yeah. waiting for the moment. I knew it was going to happen. Like, it was one of those things, too, because, like, you know, I felt like we could have did it six months ago. I felt like we could have did it eight months ago. And, and I think that they were very strategic on – and Sean's very strategic, if y'all didn't realize. Like, he just doesn't do things to do things. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Like, you know, a lot of times people be like, ah, oh, man, it's right there, it's right there, it's right there. But he knows. And, like, you know, he knows. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 you guys are going to wait. You know what I mean? But when you get it, it's going to be worth it. And I think that, like, I love how strategic they were about Brian and I's, you know, interaction. And I think even with all the buildup, you know, it's not, it's not of my character to be very much so, like, complimentary and, like, yeah, I respect you and all of that. You know, if I wanted to, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? If you I wanted very to, disrespectful. <laughs> if I wanted to, but we were cool. You know what I mean? And I and I, and I appreciate that. You know, he he wanted to go a different route with that. So you know, I think it, it helped the build a little bit and it gave him a little bit more anticipation for this. You talked about uh, how strategic Shawn Michaels is, and we talked about this on the Ring of Wrestling podcast, uh, you know, a few weeks back. Even down to the fact that you're relaunching a brand, and the top two names are Braun and Melo, right? And anybody That's coincidence. was that coincidence or was that? To, I don't know if he's that tapped in. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking rookie class of '04, yeah. LeBron, Carmelo, Anthony. Right. It's a new era in the NBA. It it's a new era in NXT. Yeah. I'm like, that's the first thing I thought. Y'all, y'all didn't. Y'all didn't do that on purpose? It's not y'all. I didn't do nothing. But uh, Sean, I don't. I really don't think he's like. I think it was really just like yo. Just you don't so got a lot of slam magazines. You don't think? So, yeah, <laughs> he might. Uh, but I think it was just like, hey man, we got this guy and we got this guy, who happened to be named Braun and. Carl. <laughs> I thought that was really on the nose, nah, man. I it was, it work. works. It works. It worked out. It worked out. Um, y- your relationship with Shawn Michaels has to be something that is, has, has propelled you to this because I'll, I'll, I'll digress for a second. You remember Chappelle's show when they had the inner self cam? Yeah. And when Chappelle would put the inner self camera on himself, he saw himself as different people. I think when Shawn Michaels puts the inner self cam on himself, he sees you, right? <laughs> like a little undersized, a little arrogant, you know what I mean? Always got to kind of prove himself, always got to steal the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of swagger, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like. Yeah. When he's leading a wrestling company or, or, or creative on a wrestling company, and I'm sure he has to see a lot of himself in you. What are those conversations like when you're, when you're talking to Shawn Michaels and you're picking his brain from the heartbreak kid days and, you know, a lot of times you probably want to go yell and go crazy and he's probably like, well, I've, you know, he could tell you a million times where he wanted to yell and go crazy. What are those conversations like with a heartbreak kid? He sees that because I'm a pain in the ass, man. I'm so passionate about what I want to do, man. And he be pulling me back, like, you know, because he's Sean. And, and he's like, I made all these mistakes, man. Like, I, I don't want you to go that route. I know what happens when you go that route. It's just I, I'm so, you know, I'm always thinking, like, man, what can we do different? What can we do outside the box? What can we do to get people talking? What can we do that hasn't been done? And, and he, he respects that. And, and, and I'm very headstrong. And I think that he respects that too. And, and, and he's even told me, he's like, man, I love sparring with you, but you gotta trust me. He's like, I've I done some shit. <laughs> Cause I've done a few things in this company, you know what so I mean? I'm like, like, no, no, I trust you, man. I trust you, but like, I think it, we should, you know, but yeah. the, our relationship is great, man, because like, I can talk to him like that. And, and he, you know, and I see him kind of perk up when I like get hype and I get like passionate because he sees the passion in my eyes. And, and, and I just want, you know, and he sees that I want the best for everything. It's not a Carmelo Hayes thing. You know, it's a, hey, man, I think it would be really cool if we did this and this and this, like, for NXT. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but, like, we're going this route. And, you know, like I said, very strategic. Um, but, no, it is, it is great that he sees himself in me. I noticed that, too, and he's mentioned that to, to me. But I, I'm definitely a pain in the ass, and I, and I, I can see why he, he sees that. He, he was too, though. You know, he'll, 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 yeah. he'll always say he doesn't know how they Pain put in up the ass gets things done, though, man. It does. Like, it, is, it is. It does. It is what it is. You know, closed yeah. mouth don't get fed. I said that exact quote to him. So one of, the, one of the really interesting things about your match with Braun is that one of the things that fans like us are talking about is not just who's going to win, who's going to lose, but when are we going to see both of these guys on the main roster? How does the match factor into that? Now, you've been hearing 
like you got a lot of confidence, obviously, but you're also working your way through up the PC and through NXT. And at what point does it do you do you start thinking? I'm I, I've had enough being on the way. I'm ready to be there on the big stage. Uh, I've already had that thought and everything, man. And the cool thing about Braun and I in this match is it's so unpredictable. Uh, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are like, man, Melo, we want you to win a title, but we want you to move up. You know what I mean? And the same thing with Braun. It's like, Braun, we're kind of tired of you. You know what I mean? Like, we want Melo to win because we're tired of you. But then, like, we also, you know, are you, do we want you to move up over Melo? So it's a lot of, like, weird little things in between. But, uh, I mean, as far as, like, the two of us go, as far as, like, moving up and stuff, man, I was talking about it earlier to somebody. Uh, I got food on my plate right in front of me. So it's like, I'm not too focused on moving up because Raw and SmackDown is going to be there. It's going to be there. You know, you can never spin the block and get another NXT championship unless you're Dolph Ziggler 10 years later. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. What the hell? Um, but you know what I'm saying? It was, it was weird times. Weird times. That was a weird time, man. I must have been busy or something. Um, nah, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, though? Like, I, if, I, if I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it the right way. Like, let me run... If this is a my rise career or whatever, yeah. let me hit every obstacle and get that in. Hit all the title. side misses. Yeah. Hit all, all the that. side misses. Yeah, I was doing a couple of side misses, but now okay. I'm like back on track. But uh, let me get this NAC title, man. Let me just put the freaking button on this thing, man. Okay, okay. Well, so one thing that you do creatively that I think really stands out on TV is those barbershop promos, right? Like when it's yeah. you and Trick yeah. sort of shooting the breeze in the barbershop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that is unique to just you guys. You don't do it on SmackDown, don't do it on Raw. It is specifically your thing. Right. Talk to me about the creation of those promos, and is that something that you want to carry with you wherever you go in the, in the future, Raw, SmackDown, whatever? Yeah, so it's crazy. Today, all day, people have been bringing that up. Yeah. And you don't realize, man, we be in the bubble, so you don't know like how much certain things mean to a lot of people. Like We just be running plays. Yeah. Um, but now that you say that, like, yeah, I would love to move that on. And as far as the process goes doing those, man, me and Trick, like, we bounce off each other so effortlessly. So it's just like, we'll just be saying something funny, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, say that. He'll be like, oh, all right, I, I got, and I'll say this. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, we just say that. All right, let's say it at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how we work. And it's, that's how we come up with all of our promos. And it's like, we just be playing around and something, you know, will stick. So I talked to Sean a while ago. And one of the thing he always says, when he's talking about you and the whole generation of students that he has right now is, uh -huh. the hardest thing is, t is saying no. Because you guys will come up and you'll be like, I want to do that. I'm going to jump off the ceiling and do whatever. And he's like, guys, you got to take it back a little bit. You got the match of your life coming up tomorrow. Did you ask to do anything for tomorrow they said no to? Uh, he said something funny to me today. He's like, how you feeling? And I was like, eh. He's like, well, he's like, what do you want now? Because <laughs> he knows, like, I'm very much, like, persistent about what it is that I want, whether it's with an entrance, with something, something, something. But, like, I chill back, man. Like, I just want to show, like, hey, whatever it is that we need to do, we're going to do it to the best of my ability. It's not about me. You know what I mean? But you're right. He's funny like that because he remembers being him. And yeah. trying to, you know, talk to Vince and be like, hey, Vince, I'm doing this. And Vince is like, no, he's like, well, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, we can't really do that. But, it, you know, there's a times where it's like, I've gotten him to budge on some stuff, man. <laughs> and, and he probably regretted one or two of them. <laughs> but there's been some things that, like, do you mind sharing at least one of them that won't, you know, I, I remember that one, won't mess up with the press people? No, nah, this ain't that bad. I remember one time I wanted to say, stun on you hoes. <laughs> there's been a couple like that where I was like, 
trying to explain to him what it means. Yeah. I'm like, what would that mean? And I was like, stun on these hoes. He's like, everybody's a hoe, and I'm going to stun on them. He's like, and then I remember he went up to, uh, this is a funny story, Elisa Taylor. Okay. He walked up to Elisa Taylor, he goes, stun on these hoes? And she's like, excuse me? He <laughs> Sean, man, he's, yeah. I would pay good money to hear Shawn Michaels say stun, stun on these on hoes. <laughs> Oh man, rest in piss. There's been a bunch, man. Oh, rest in piss was a classic. Rest moment. in piss. That's a classic my... meme on Twitter now, bro. It, uh, put you on a t-shirt. I think I get away with a lot because he doesn't know. Yes, yes. That's the. <laughs> that's what I tell. A little inside baseball here. That's what I tell anybody in, in, in WWE that I have a relationship with. I'm like, certain shit. They're just not gonna know what they're talking about. He's so just not gonna know. If it's if it's gray enough. Our uh, first 48. You. That was another one. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a family show, so don't Google any of these terms. Um, no, <laughs> but Sean insists that he's like, I'm not cool. I'm like, dude, you were the coolest dude ever. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you know, man. Sean was really the coolest dude for the longest time. So he swears he's not cool. He doesn't know cool. I'm like, man, you were a pioneer of cool yeah. in pro wrestling, if you think about it, right? Absolutely. I mean, Dave, if you mind if I, if I share a story. Uh, Dave shared a story with me last night. Uh, at Wale Mania, and, and he had a conversation with Grayson Waller, right? Oh, yeah. And he said, uh, the, the most, the weirdest thing about Shawn Michaels is that he doesn't remember he's Shawn Michaels, right? <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, yo, you remember you're that guy, right? Like, we, I don't know, I, I, I peruse wrestling Twitter a lot, wrestling Instagrams or whatever, and there was just like a, a reel of like 90s Shawn, like, and if you remember every 90s now and Shawn. Then it, every now and then it comes out, though. <laughs> exactly, it comes out. Uh, tell, He's still him. Tell, tell me, tell me moments uh, that '90s Sean uh, like sprouts out here and there. <laughs> I'll tell you a quote. Okay, okay. It's a good quote, but I, I'll I'll refrain from saying let's, some let's, of the words. Let's remember he's a born again Christian, and there's a family in the audience. So, so. he he <laughs> was talking about something, 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 and he was like, he gave me the speech, like you got to remember who I am, you know, you got to trust me, da da da. He said, because I'll tape my knees up and I'll run all you uppers into the dirt. Hey, <laughs> see? see, right right now, listen. Like, I was like, yeah, there's keep going. Some, there's somebody in here that's gonna say. Shawn Michaels, Carmelo Hayes. Oh, no, no. Write nah. it down in nah, two years. because he knows, man. He's like, it's not about him. Yeah. He, you know, he's respectable like that, and he just wants us to thrive. And he knows that we don't gain. I mean, we would, but, he, you know, oh. in, in his head, he's just like, ah, nah, you, you know, it's you, it's you guys' ball game now. Like, it's not, you know, he needs to sit back. I know. Hey, man, yeah. I'm not opposed to it, but I know Wrestlers Sean. say never, say never all the time. Yeah. You know, I nah, think. But I respect the dude who says, hey, I'm done, and I'm done. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I respect that more than the dude who's like, you oh, know, one more time, please. And then how many more <laughs> one more times can you have? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who else do you take inspiration from? Who did you grow up? Or when you were a kid, who did you want to be? And when you started working prior to WWE, when you first got in the ring, who were you, who were you looking up to then? When I came here, I just wanted to be, like, something completely different than anything that's been done in WWE. I remember before I signed, I was just, like, looking at the landscape. And I'm like, mm. I'm like I don't want to be corny. You know what I mean? And, and I'm just going to be real. Like, I don't want to be corn. Like, I think that sometimes, like, and I just, you know, shoot from the hip, man. Sometimes they, they put certain black talent as, like, funny. And it's like, yes, yes, that works. But it's like, yo, what, why, can't, why can't we be serious? You know what I mean? Why can't we be, like, you know, why can't we be looked at in the same regard as, a, you know, whoever, whoever? 
So that was my mindset. So like coming into WWE, it wasn't like I was looking at, I was not looking at what's here. I was looking at what's not here. Yeah. And, and well, you know, who's saying this? No one's, no one's talking like Carmelo Hayes. You know what I mean? Who's dressing like this? No one's dressing like Carmelo Hayes. Who's wrestling like this? No one's wrestling like Carmelo Hayes. So like I took pride in just being me, man, and just creating, you know, my own brand and, you know, my own entity. You mentioned, uh, you know, certain black talent get hit with certain, you know, um, uh, creative or uh, what's the word? Uh, whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm. as far as the rebrand of NXT 2.0, it's hard to mention to miss how how black it's gotten, right? Like it's a lot of it's a lot of black talent at NXT right now, and you have the opportunity to be at the forefront of it. Um, not only coming in and being something completely different, being something completely yourself. Do you see some of the influence that you have even on your own? NXT class and the people that you work with in that brand, even though you're all in similar age, just the fact that the company and especially the brand has moved in a very specifically black direction, especially with a lot of talent. Do you kind of see being influential as far as being like that person to sort of lead the charge, main event the shows, you know, have the matches of the night, be North American champion, all that type of stuff? Do you see any of that influence behind you? Yeah, I definitely do because, like, I think with, with me living it as proof, it feels more attainable, you know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of times, like, even me, you know, you see whoever's at the top or whatever, and you're like, oh, man, that spot's for them. Yeah. And guys like them, meaning bigger dudes, you know what I mean? You know, it not just have anything to do with race or anything like that, just yeah. bigger dudes or whoever, just like, oh, that's their spot. But, you know, I'm breaking every mold. You know, and I mean, if you look back on, you know, prior black and gold and stuff, guys were a lot smaller and everything. But then you think, hey, you know, this new era, they want big guys and this and this and this. And it's like, you know, I came in with every disadvantage. You know, I came in with an independent background, meaning I had bad habits. You know, I came in undersized when they, when they went in the period of we want guys six feet and 200 plus pounds and just freaking athletes who don't love wrestling or know anything about it. And that's not saying anything bad to them because they've learned to love it and they learned to, you know, it's, you know, a challenge. I wouldn't take back my journey for anything. I wouldn't trade my journey with theirs for anything. Um, so, yeah, so I feel like, you know, I did come in. But I do feel like I do influence, man. Uh, I don't, you know, know necessarily exactly, you know, who I'm influencing. Um, but outside of wrestling even, I'm noticing people are saying, hey, man, like, we like that. Like, that, you, you remind me of me. And that's the coolest thing I could ask for, man. Like, having a kid at home being like, man, that confidence. I don't feel confident today, but, like, what, how would Carmelo feel? How, what would Carmelo say? Like, man, I respect that confidence. That's, that's the type of stuff to me that's like, oh, that's bigger than wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That's really my purpose. Winning championships is cool as shit. But, like, being, like, somebody's, like, motivation is like, what? Like, that's bigger than all of us. What you talk about some of the other people that you're uh, the other wrestlers there? There was a lot of them in this generation of NXT that came right off a of college football field, or like you said, don't have pro wrestling backgrounds, but are learning the learning the art, learning to love it. How do they do they ever ask you questions because you know stuff that they don't know? You've been doing this for a while, and also you come from a different school of thought than the way that they're being trained. Sometimes, like what what kind of conversations do you have that, about your experience that they don't have? There's a lot of unwritten rules in wrestling, man. So I think that a lot of those guys, they, they come in and then they make a lot of mistakes. Um, I'll tell a funny story about Trick because I told it before. But we went and we did a dark match one time on SmackDown. And um, we're going in the building and he's like, yo, we got to walk in there with our shades on and let everybody know what's up. <laughs> I said, bro, 
You want to walk in the locker room with Roman and the Usos? I'm like, bro, we're going to be dead before we even get here. I said, no. (laughs) Take your shades off and you say hello to everybody. We shut the hell up the whole day. We don't say nothing. Um, So things like that. Like, I respect that attitude and that mindset. It's like, yeah, you know, on the field, that's that. Yeah, hey, man, you know know who we are. Like, get the shades on. We cool. (laughs) Like, yeah. But, yeah, not in the WWE, man. Ah, not with man. the big dogs. We coming you gotta, from. You got to shake hands and look people in the eyes. So say, yes, things sir, like no, that. Sir. Yeah. Things like that, man. Like unwritten rules. Like, you know, there's so many. So a lot of those guys, I, I try to help out with that. Every time a new person comes in, I take pride and say, hey, you need anything, you let me know. I'm approachable. You know, certain people might not be, but I'm cool. Like, you, you want me to, you know, shoot, I'll tell you whatever, bro. <laughs> you know, the good and the bad. But, like, you know, if you need somebody to smarten you up, like, I'll smarten you up. Because last thing I want to do is see people make mistakes and, and have to pay for it because it's not their fault. You know, they don't know. You know, um, you have a lot of fans on the main roster, right? Like, you had Ricochet come down, work with him. Yeah, he's my biggest fan. <laughs> I was saying that in a good way. I was saying, you know, a lot of people – you know, every couple of years, you know, there's somebody in NXT that everybody on the main roster sort of has their eye on, right? And for better or worse, you become that guy. You know, you get a lot of the main event matches. You work the SmackDown Darks. Like, everyone yeah. sort of has that eye on you as, okay, we know he's undersized, but we know he has all these other things. Right. As far as that focus of being, like, the person that has probably the most potential out of everybody in NXT, how does that feel going in when you have those sort of SmackDown dark matches and you got to walk past a Roman Reigns, got to walk past a Cody Rhodes, got to walk past these guys that you want to be in that position somehow? How does that sort of shape how you uh, have those experiences? Every time I've been up there, all those dudes just embrace me. It's crazy, man. Like, the energy and the vibe of being up there is not what you, you know, would think. You would think they'd be like, oh, lose this little, you know. But they just like, hey, what's up? What's up, man? Hey, big fan of your work. You know, keep killing it. You know, just, like, great energy, man. So, like, top to bottom, you know, even Roman, just cool. Just cool. Like, there's no threat. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing that you would think. Like, hey, man, these probably guys are like, I right, going to take my spot. This kid going to take my spot. But it was the complete opposite. It was like, hey, man, you know, you're doing your thing, man. You know, just keep working hard. And, you know, when you come up here, you know, we'll take you, we'll take you in. And I think they're excited for new talent, you know? I'd like, I'd like to speak even more specifically about Cody Rhodes, who's uh, wrestling for the Universal title this weekend. And he went on record saying, you know, when he came back from injury, you were one of the people that helped get him right and get him, you know, uh, ready to do the Royal Rumble and get in ring shape. Um, what has that relationship been like with Cody and, you know, coming back and, you know, being one of the main guys that really look to you as the, as the future of this company? Uh, Cody, man, like, he was always tapping in with, with the younger talent, like, immediately, you know what I mean? And he kind of reached out beforehand on NXT. So he's watching NXT and just saying, like, hey, man, you know, I like that you do this. Maybe you could do this better type of thing. Like, just, just showing love, too, you know what I mean? Just all good energy. Um, and then I just got, like, you know, it was like, hey, he's going to, you know, he wants to come down and train. He's going to work with you and Joe Gacy. And it was like, okay, cool, and, and we trained and everything. But I'm like, he didn't need that training, man. I don't know what that was all about. I think he just wanted to chill with us. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, no, nah, but I think Cody's so, man, he's so tapped in. He's probably like, you know, I'm probably going to be working with these guys in a few let me get in there and just see what they're all about. And, uh, and like, I, I tell people more. I learned more working with Cody than he probably got from working with me. Uh, but, you know, I got to feel that main event level type of talent as opposed to, like, there's a difference. It's weird. It's a difference when you touch somebody that, that really is like that. And I think that working with Cody, I was like, mm, okay, okay, okay. It's different. It's different. 
We got to let you get out of here. One last question. Yeah. I always like to get into the real, like the, the real schedule a little bit. Tomorrow, biggest match of your life. A little bit earlier than you normally go on. It's like the one o'clock football game. At what what is what's the schedule for tomorrow? When's wake up? What's breakfast look like? What's the how do you get your body right before you go on? Uh, yeah, so tomorrow we're gonna be meeting in uh, the bus is leaving at like five fifteen in the morning. Woo! But it's all good. We built for this. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Breakfast and championships, baby. Um, nah, so we're gonna do uh, so we're gonna meet in a little room there. They'll have breakfast in there. We'll grab something to eat. Uh, we'll go to the arena and we'll just kind of just get mentally prepared, wake up, and uh, we're on last. So I mean, we got a little bit of time, you know. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be up. When I'm, a, I'm gonna be up. So like, I ain't, ain't gonna be sleepy. You're gonna catch me lacking. I don't care what time I'm waking up. I'm ready to freaking go. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's the schedule looking like. And then from there, we're gonna go to Mania, and uh, and then we're going, uh, we're going back home on Sunday. And then back to work on Tuesday. Uh, we're back to work on Monday, but back to TV on Tuesday. So, I mean, they don't stop. We don't stop. You know what I mean? Uh, NXT, you got to remember, it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, live event Friday, live event Saturday. Uh, we're working just as hard as main roster people. The only thing we're not doing is traveling. Uh, but we're in there doing 9 to 5 uh, consistently. You know what I mean? I've worked harder now than I ever did to get here. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's one of those things. But the schedule is crazy, but we built for it. Carmelo Hayes, Chill. you are the main event of Thank NXT Stand and Deliver. Congratulations. Good luck yeah. tomorrow night yeah, or tomorrow yeah, afternoon yeah. in the Crypto.com arena. Yes, sir. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, brother. Uh, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all actually coming in and listening, yes, too. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you 
and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. My name is Kaz. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for coming by. Hi, Kaz. I'm here with the wonderful, the talented Dana Brooke. How you doing, Dana? I'm doing great. How are you enjoying WrestleMania weekend so far? Oh my God, this is such a blast. Yeah. Being in LA, I mean, there's no better place to be. Yeah, you Hollywood. You strike me as a very LA person. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I spent a lot of time out here actually before the pandemic. Nice, nice. What were you doing out here? You were like doing acting or just being in the scene or? I was was in the scene, but um, (laughs) my publicist is located out here as well too. So I did a lot of things out here, appearances, some talk shows. Nice, nice. And I just love the vibe. You know, Dana, you have one of the most fiercely defending fan bases in the pro wrestling, right? Like, you know, obviously, you know, you'd love to get on TV more. But when you are, your fan base goes absolutely insane in going to the lengths of defending you. I guess the question I have for you is, like, how is that relationship like? Like, how do you cultivate that relationship with that portion of the WWE universe? You know what? I feel like I'm real. Like, I, I'm real in front of the camera, and I'm real off the camera. And I feel like we can relate in that sense. And I feel like people are in my situation in real life, right? Because they're always wanting more. They want what's best for them. They want to succeed. And they just want that chance or that opportunity. And, you know, patience is a virtue. But, um, you know, I was in Phoenix on Monday wrestling. Hi, how are you? Dave's here. It's all good. <laughs> What's going on? We just started. You did not miss much. We just talking about how much first, we love Hollywood. And Yeah, love LA. Um, <laughs> and this was the first question, so you didn't miss much. But um, I was in Phoenix on Monday, and I got to open the show. And I hadn't been on for a couple weeks, and I went there, and the crowd just erupted. And I'm not even going to lie, I started crying. Like, it was that feeling that I just missed so much, and that's in an arena. So let alone knowing how many people appreciate that behind the screen just is so touching to me. And again, like, I'm real, and I feel like they can relate to my realness. You know, Dana, an overwhelming sort of, like, theme through a lot of these interviews that we've done this week has been just the gratitude of being here for WrestleMania. It doesn't matter if you're in the main card, doesn't matter if you're lower card, doesn't matter whatever, like everybody just had this overwhelming feeling of gratitude this year. I don't know if it's because of being in Hollywood, I don't know if it's because it's just been a crazy year in the industry. Um, For you, like how does it feel just being here being a part of, of WrestleMania every single year and just sort of uh, how, how does that feel for you just being in the, just part of this huge thing that takes over cities every single year, every single place that they go to? You know what? I have seen so many um, superstars come up. I've, you know, worked with Becky in NXT. I've worked with Charlotte in NXT. I've worked with Bayley. I've seen their transitions. I've seen their character development. And it's amazing to see them on the grandest stage of them all. Like, I support each and every single one of those women. Um, and seeing Asuka, like, it takes me back because I was Asuka's first opponent when she I remember. came to NXT. <laughs> 
Um, and seeing them shine is just amazing. And I feel like every single one of us has a part in that. I might not be on the card either night, but that's okay because I played my part. I helped make them who they were. And I have the opportunity now to work with a lot of the new and upcoming NXT stars on the show main event. And I always tell myself, like, I'm the gatekeeper of WWE, Raw, and SmackDown. And if you want a shot, you have to, like, get through me, right? So I find that very humbling and rewarding, um, having that kind of my place now. And, you know, uh, Regal comes up to me backstage and is like, oh, how did, was she all right? Did you like work? So I've, I take pride in that. And, again, I feel like every single one of us superstars has played a part to be here um, at WrestleMania. Dana, oh, go ahead, bro. No, I'm interested in that, those conversations with Regal. Um, can you think of somebody that you've been in the ring with where you, you just know immediately, like, yep, they've got it? Or Zoe. It Zoe Stark. Really? Yes. She is amazing. She has so much talent. Um, she's super, super athletic. She has the it factor. She has the confidence. Um, you know, a lot of times before the girls, be, we go out, we'll be in Gorilla, and I see nerves are, if you don't have nerves, you shouldn't be here, right? Because that just means you don't care. So nerves are a good thing. But she had nerves, but she was confident. She was like, we're going to go out there and we're going to kill it. And sure enough, we did. And I came back and I was like, no, this is everything. You did amazing. I, I want you back. Like, I, I want to, you know, continue this. And it was awesome. I, I think she has a very, very bright, bright future here. Um, and another time, too, is I tell the girls, soak in your entrance. Like, feel it. Because you're in an NXT arena, which you see a lot of those fans time and time again. It's a smaller arena, a smaller atmosphere. When you're going out there in, in an, an arena like Phoenix or, um, you know, these NBA arenas. Crypto.com. Yes, yeah, so Crypto.com. <laughs> Um, which to me is always going to be stable. Always staples. going to be stable. Yeah, I'm it's like still, crypto. It's still weird. Where like, are we going? You know, like, it's a branded po uh, podcast. I'm trying to be on point, but yes, yes I still very much call it the staple center. Yes. yes. Um, I go. It's a different feeling. Like as soon as you go out there, it's electrifying, and soak that in because it's a moment you will never, never forget. Um, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair uh, spent a good portion of her rain this year training for bodybuilding yes. um you are a world-renowned bodybuilder and uh that is a lot of your you know that's where you made a lot of your name before you came to world wrestling entertainment um i guess this is a two-part question did you and bianca speak at all about this bodybuilding competition and two just talk about just i guess the physical demands it takes not just for wrestling, but for bodybuilding as well. Because it seems like, even though, yes, it's always nice to be in shape to be a wrestler, that takes a different level of dedication of when course, it comes to bodybuilding. Of course, most definitely. And Bianca and I actually talked weekly about it. I was always asking her, how do you feel? What's your diet look like? But listen, WWE is your job. That is your career. That is the platform that you need to be on. So never forget that. Like, bodybuilding can come in years in years in, in the future, but what you have to focus on is wrestling. So if you don't feel right, eat a little more carbs. You know, your body is your machine and that's your money maker. So I was always telling her, you know, think about wrestling before bodybuilding because I did it back in, I think it was 2015 um, when I was with NXT. I also competed in the Arnold Classic. 
you know, I was wrestling and doing both. And it was hard. It was hard on my body. It was hard mentally. It was hard physically. And that's why I had to retire because I just felt like my body wasn't responding correctly. I was trying to push it to the max. And I think it just like cashed out on me. Um, and I was doing things differently. Like you had mentioned, wrestling and bodybuilding are, you think it would be the same, but it's not. You're lifting a dumbbell, which is like a weight, right? But when you're in the wrestling ring, you have another person's body in your hand. The weight is not fixed. It's like the top of the body might be, you know, a lot heavier than the bottom. It's not a fixed weight. So it's, it's very, very different. And being on the road is is something completely different than bodybuilding, right? When you're at home, you get to wake up, you have a routine, you know what to eat, you go to the gym, you have two more hours, then you, you know, go back to cardio sessions and you're on a very, very strict diet. On the road, you don't know what time you're going to get in. You don't know if there's going to be a gym. You have to prepare your meals. Sometimes those meals go bad, so you have to substitute. It's very, very demanding, and I'm so proud of her that she followed through on her dreams, and she accomplished it, and she remained on top. But I have often asked her, I go, would you do it again? She goes, you know what, Dana? It took a toll. It really took a toll on me. And she said, yes, she would love to do it again, but she just has to find the right moment in her career. And I feel like her career right now is really, really taking off. So again, focus on wrestling, focus on WWE, because really and truly that is your platform. And that's where you can inspire thousands and thousands and millions of people around the world. Um, we got to let you get out of here before too long, but I want to talk a little bit. I know you've talked about it before. I don't want to get on a down note, but talk about that 24-7 championship because you will always be the 24-7 champion in my mind. Oh. I love that. Uh, and I can like talk for hours, trust me. <laughs> I'm a chit-chatter. So, but, so uh, how does it feel to have, for that to disappear after you really like found a place, like you really made that, helped make that into something? So I always say that my first title reign, that was me. Like the, it couldn't have been a more perfect match because it's a 24-7 title and I try and live my life as a champion every single day, every hour of the day. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I always try and achieve things and that are gonna make me a better person mentally and physically. Um, when I wake up, I always try and put you know, smiles on people's faces, inspire you know, millions around the world through Instagram, through social media, or just in person. If I'm at the grocery store and I see you know, someone having a bad day, I'll just try and put a smile on their face. And I feel like Again, I'm real, and I try and put that out there to everybody, you know, that could walk a mile in my shoes and say, you know, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, try and be the best person you possibly can be. So it felt so great to have that title mean something to me, but I got to do so many amazing things with that. I feel as though it showed a different side of me as far as comedy goes, you know, I... I got married on TV. I got, you know, rolled up on TV. I jumped from the top rope in a wedding dress. Talk about trying to carry that wedding dress through the airports. It was, they were like, oh my God, you're getting married. I go, only if you knew. Like, only if you knew. They were like, congratulations. I'm like, for what? You know, like, but no, it was really, a really great time. And I'm, I'm going to keep it real. It broke my heart when I went into work and they're like, there's no more 24-7 title. I'm like, what do you mean? I go, 
I had so many ideas, so many creative things I wanted to do and elevate that title. I found as though that it would have been an easy transition to transition that title into a woman's title, like a mid-card title. And I wanted to do that so bad and, and defend it. And if I lost it, that's fine. At least, you know, I was a staple in trying to make another title for the women. Yes, we have the tag team titles, but not everyone is teamed up with somebody. And, you know, having a Raw women's title and SmackDown title is the ultimate, ultimate goal. I feel like there could be a different storyline. It could still be fun. It still could be entertaining and have another purpose for women to fight for something. Um, and again, I had talks, you know, with, I go, what does this mean, you know? And then to find out they were throwing it in the trash, I go, that's disrespectful. Like, would you do that to any other one? No, I don't think so, right? So to me, I was... I mean, it's been done before, but, you know. Yeah, but I, d I did take a little bit of offense to it. But you know what? You can't cry over spoiled milk. I, you know, took it took it like a champ and just, you know, kept moving forward. And um, I think that's why, too, I have... I've had some years in the career because I'm always one to do anything that's put in front of my way, and I do it with a smile. I'd like to just add to that before we get out of here. That last point you made about just doing what, you know, uh, whatever is asked of you, um, that's not an easy thing for a lot of people to do, right? And you get asked to do a wider range of things. We kind of started this conversation saying, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be here because everybody plays their role, and I have my role. And what makes this form of entertainment so different from everything else is that, yes, there will be two guys fighting for a world title that's very serious about family and trust and loyalty. And then there's going to be like a wedding, and there's going to be you know, people running around and trying to pin people in the parking lot and all that type of stuff. Even though the 24-7 title is no more, what do you plan to do for, you know, the rest of, you know, your, your time in WWE or however long you want to be in WWE to continue to play that position, whatever it is that they ask of you? I feel like there's a lot of seriousness in WWE and uh, the older people can relate to. I feel like children love that entertainment aspect. That's something that they'll remember. That's something that makes them laugh or they go to school and talk about. I would love to bring that entertainment factor, you know, back into WWE um, and just like, again, do whatever is asked of me. Um, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of personal things in my life and I'm dealing with something now that's very personal that's going on that um, is, hits close to home. And the thing that I want to go out there, like if you read my Instagram not so long ago, I said it was always my escape, but really now it's become a passion of mine. And I want to make, again, the, the word I feel of this whole interview has been real. And I want to make everyone know that there's something to fight for in life. And, you know, that's my goal going forward is... If it's another title, I would be blessed and honored, but it's the bigger picture is doing something that I love and is real and is I'm passionate about. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere.
Get tickets now.